Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope that you all had a great week and that you've got a great weekend planned because we're heading off into a couple of days, some of us. Some of us will work through the weekend. Some of us work on the weekend. But no matter what, universally today is Friday and we're heading into the weekend. We're going to talk about a couple of different things today. One is, and how can we not? Because there's just so many angles to the story, some ridiculous, some serious, and some kind of scary. And that's the Chinese balloon that's floating across our country. Da-da-da-da-da. It's ridiculous. The other topic we're going to talk about is Biden and his continued lying about our economy. So these two topics, while seemingly different, I believe are both ridiculous. They're both dangerous and they're both connected. The one common denominator is Joe Biden and the fact that he's compromised by the Chinese Communist Party from his dealings with his family. They've paid them tens of millions of dollars Biden has always been a China sympathizer, always. And, and he, he protects them, he defends them, he supports them every step of the way. And because he's compromised, and in fact, as Dan Bongino put it, a foreign agent, which I believe he is as well, China will just do whatever they want. They're just mocking us, floating a balloon over our country, obvious, not trying to hide it, not trying to, to, to do it clandestinely, just flying it right down from Alaska, right over Canada, right across the middle of the United States and our ICBM fields in Montana, our military bases, our farmlands, which they keep purchasing up at an alarming rate. Fortunately, they shut that down in North Dakota because the military said, oh, we're not, we're not selling 300 acres right next to our military base but yet they've done that all over the country. Friends, patriots, China is our enemy. They are no friend of ours. They want to destroy this country and they will destroy it from wind in. We've got, they're surveilling our country with balloons now and we just don't even care. We don't shoot them down. We don't stop them. China warned us, just stay calm. And Biden, being the commie bastard that he is, just bowed his head and said, yes, sir, we'll be calm. But they're watching it closely, so don't worry. They're closely watching this Chinese spy balloon float across our country for days. But don't worry, they're closely watching it do this. So it's all good. Yeah, China... Flying balloons of our country, they're, they're buying up thousands and thousands of acres of our farmland and controlling our food production. They're hoarding up natural resources in their own country. They're the main supplier of lithium using slave labor to mine that we need for our batteries and our solar panels. They've embedded tens of thousands of grad students into American corporations. They're infiltrating this country. They're buying this country. This is their strategy. This is what they do. They've done it in Canada. They've done it in Australia. And they've been, we're just a bigger bite. That's all. But they just keep taking bites of the world. 
The United States is the largest fight that they've taken on so far, and they're doing a pretty damn good job. Especially since Joe Biden is right there leading the way. It's scary. And until we get a strong leader in power, we had a strong leader in the United States. We had Donald Trump. And he put China in their place. This would never have happened during Trump. And if it did, if this balloon, the second that it was, I would bet you within the hour that we knew there was a spy balloon floating over the United States, it would have been destroyed if Donald Trump were in power. But this administration is weak and the president of the United States is compromised. Therefore, they do nothing. But you don't need to believe me. Let's just listen to Joe Biden himself in his own words on how great and wonderful he believes China is. Check this. China is not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, not they're competition for us. China is not our problem. We can help them with some of their problems. China is not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch. It's bizarre. And so what are we what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. Do you think in retrospect that you were naive about China? No. What a beautiful history we wrote together. So you see, Joe Biden has always been a fan of the communists because he is one. All he cares about is his own Comfort and family. He's not some <laughs> coal miner or small town farm boy that was raised in a black Jewish Muslim community. <laughs> like he likes to tell everybody. Look, everybody, China is the largest threat to the United States right now. It's the largest threat economically, socially, and militarily. And the fact that we're just letting them fly a spy balloon over this country unimpeded and by the way, they have control over it. They're, they're steering it around. It's changed course several times. Feeding information back to communist China and the communist Chinese party. For what purpose? They would have us destroyed. They want us destroyed. They've said it over and over again. And for some reason... Well, we know the reason. Beijing Biden just continues to ignore him. Here's what some of the mainstream press is saying. We're going to start out with Fox. But we're going to bounce through some CNN and some MSNBC as well, because I don't want to seem like I'm biased, Chinese but check it out. A spy balloon hovering over America's long-range missile sites in Montana. The Pentagon considered shooting it down, but Should decided have. not to because of the risk from debris. It's a provocation coming right before Secretary of State Blinken's visit to China. By the way, the Chinese call it a weather balloon. What's a greater risk? 
I mean, come on, this balloon is traveling over the most uninhabited, sparse spaces of the country, right through the middle. What is the risk? Which risk is greater? Damage to person or property for a farm balloon landing in the middle of nowhere? Or allowing and setting a precedent for other countries, enemies of this state, to just fly their surveillance balloons over our country and we won't do anything about it? What Russia? What's to stop Russia now? Russia can say, oh, wow, look at that. China just flew a balloon right over the whole United States. All they did was, oh, we're just going to look at it for a few days. Maybe Russia's balloon will be next. Maybe Iran will send a balloon or North Korea. But they, hell, just let's just have a balloon fest here in the United States. Everybody can, everybody join in. Everybody join in. We're having a balloon fest here in the United States. All of our enemies are welcome to come and join in. I promise you some MSNBC. Here strange, we go. Uncoordinated action. And by the way, the reason I don't, I mean, I try to bring CNN and MSNBC clips and stuff on here a lot uh, because I want you to understand that even liberal sources are starting to say this, but they're just so dry and horribly unentertaining. And their, their analysts and their guests and their anchors are just, um, they're not fun. But anyway, I give it to you anyway. By the Chinese, have been getting increasingly aggressive, harassing our own intelligence collection platforms at sea and in the air. Uh, this thing was hardly covert. For God's sake, as Courtney explains, it's enormous. It was spotted by commercial airline pilots. It was photographed from the ground. By the way, there's a question of my mind. How did they intend to recover their sensor package? So to some extent, it doesn't make uh, a whole bunch of sense. It is a persistent, low-cost, uh, low-level collection asset. It was parked right over Maelstrom Air Force Base, a 341st missile wing, 150 Minuteman three missiles, nuclear-equipped. So there was a target it was collecting on, and it probably was more effective than a suborbital, low-orbital uh, Chinese satellite. Yeah, it just sat there taking pictures of our military bases. You know, why wasn't this thing shot down? If it, I mean, they're saying it came across Alaska, down through Canada, and then entered the, the north central United States. If that's true, what is going on with our air defense system? If it entered Alaska and U.S. airspace in Alaska, how did we not know it was there? What, did we not even know this was there until the Canadians saw it coming across Canada? Or until uh, commercial pilots looked out their, their, their window and went, well, I'll be gosh darned, there's a, there's a balloon up here at 60,000 feet. How inept and how incompetent is our, I mean, are we defended? I think the only reason we even heard about this balloon is because it got leaked to the media because Canada was tracking it as well. And so we found out about it. Otherwise, we would have not have found out about it at all. Because, you know, we have the most transparent administration in history. Jack Posobiec was on Tibcast. 
Love this guy. And he's, he's, I mean, he's right on track. We're all saying the same thing. This thing should have been shot down the second it entered U.S. airspace. And if we didn't detect it then, then the second that we did detect it, shoot it down. And the fact that we didn't, and we're just letting it wander across our country, this is, and again, as that guy said, man, this is not some, this is not some uh, covert action. This is very overt and very in your face. And very, let's go, Brandon, from Xi Jinping in China. Anyway, check this out. So, got this say. Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not even going to introduce myself. That balloon should have been blown sky high the minute that it crossed U.S. airspace. And every single second that it hangs there is another reminder of just how owned our politicians, our system, our businesses are by the Chinese Communist Party. They should have lit it up. That's a, that's a, that is not a it's, surveillance it's, package on a, a balloon. It's a target. No, it no, is no, a no. Target. It's not a surveillance balloon. It's a trial balloon. It is. They're trying to see what they can get through. But let's let's say. And, so, and let's by say, the way, say. they say it's not the first time it's happened. Let's. Yeah, and there's also uh, news stirring up that there's a second balloon as well that the Canadian. Start tracking along with NORAD. There's so there's possibly potentially two target balloons that are coming over the country. And I got a question. I don't know how these things work. I don't know. I mean, I don't claim to be some sort of you know meteorologist or anything like that. These things are way up there. I mean, sixty thousand feet is what they're telling us. Whether we believe that or not, I don't know if you could see it with your naked eye at sixty thousand feet. But um, it's been sighted several times. But Tim Pool brought up a great point, and that is, this is not a surveillance balloon. It's a test balloon. So they're testing to see what they can get away with. What could they get away with? Let's imagine that the coronavirus, COVID-19, was developed in a Wuhan lab and that it did get out. And it was intended to harm the United States and the rest of the Western world. And they could go ahead and eat the losses themselves because they don't care about their own population. Let's just pretend that were true. What if they could develop a, and, and this is purely conjecture on my part. What if they could develop a way to just spread a bioweapon throughout the United States without harming the rest of the world? Wouldn't a airborne method be probably the best. Now, I know it's cold up there. I know that viruses can't survive in that sort of atmosphere. But what if they developed something that could? Or what if they brought in balloons at lower altitude? Or what if there were uh, canisters that could drop from these balloons that could, uh, once they hit a certain altitude that the virus could survive, they, they turned into an aerosol. And, and destroy the population of the United States. These are real questions. And the fact that we're letting this balloon just float across the United States for days blows me away. It scares me. It makes me think, what else is going on? What other, what other exposure has Joe Biden in his communist ways exposed the United States of America to? He's destroying us economically. He's destroyed us militarily. He's made us the laughing stock of the world. In, in fact, you know, I'm going to bring this up. You know, it wasn't Donald Trump 
weighed in. And uh, I just want to, I want to bring this up because it's important. So if we could just hear from, from President Trump here for a moment, that would be great. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a spy balloon from China. It's a Chinese spy balloon. And when I first heard about that, I thought Rosie O'Donnell and Stacey Abrams must have joined the Chinese military spy balloons, but that's not what happened. And the spy balloon apparently is higher than Hunter Biden. It's an incredible thing. And what is happening? We need to shoot that bad boy down. If I was your president, I would have called up President Xi and I would have said, listen, Xi, Winnie the Pooh. I call him Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to shoot down this balloon. And he would have said, please don't do that. And I said, you know what? We're going to do it. We're shooting down the balloon. We have to shoot it down right now. It's a national security threat, and Sleepy Joe is asleep at the wheel. It's a disgrace. Shoot down the balloon. It's what we have to do. I agree, President. You're my president for sure, still. But uh, in all, okay, now, here's a disclaimer. That wasn't President Trump, obviously. I mean, come on. That was Sean Faresh. He's one of the greatest... Uh, in. Uh, impersonators of President Trump that there is. The guy's hilarious. Check him out on YouTube, uh, on all the socials. He's up there, uh, CaptainDeplorable45.com. This guy, he, he's, he, he's really funny, and he does a, an uncanny uh, impersonation of President Trump, and and he's always funny with it. He always has fun with it, and, and I have fun with his clips. So thank you, Sean Paresh for weighing in on that and also President Trump, you know, for giving the thumbs up on that. We love you, brother, both of you. So that we came out and said this, you know, we're tracking the balloon. So here we go. Here's the official word. Uh, you uh, said that this is uh, violating our airspace. So why not take it down? Yeah. So, uh, you know, clearly as we assess options um, and considering the, the size of the payload on this, uh, looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage. Again, uh, running through the, the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air. And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States. And so out of an abundance of caution, uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field, uh, right now we're going to continue to monitor and review options. Out of an abundance of caution, sounds like freaking COVID. Out of an abundance of caution, everybody stay home, shut down your businesses, get vaccinated, and put a muzzle on your face. Out of an abundance of caution, he just said right there that we're going over sparse areas. Close down the airspace, bring in the Raptors, and destroy the target. That's all there is to it. That's the bottom line. You have a foreign aircraft violating United States airspace, not just on the outskirts, not just something that, you know, drifted into Alaska or, you know, broke our 200-mile limit. You have a foreign, an enemy, a foreign enemy aircraft that has been floating over the United States for days. It's over the middle of the country. Violating our airspace. Violating our, it may well be violating our anus. And China's just laughing their ass off. 
I, I, this is just, this is unbelievable. And, and, you know, now China has come up with an official statement. They said, oh, no, this is not, this is a civilian uh, aircraft that went, that went completely airship. They call it a civilian airship uh, that was for meteorological purposes that went, that went radically off course. And we're try- still trying to figure out what's going on with it. Lies. And when we brought it up to them, the Chinese response was, and I'm not kidding, said, just calm down. Just calm down there, mister. And Biden looked at his feet. He sucked it up. He said, yes, master. Pathetic. The fact that this balloon was occupying Montana airspace creates significant concern that Malmstorm Air Force Base and the United States Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Fields are the target of this intelligence gathering mission, said Senator Steve Daines of Montana. In a letter to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, it is vital to establish any compromised U.S. national security assets and all telecom or IT infrastructure on the ground within the U.S. that this spy balloon is utilizing. I mean, who knows? There's all kinds of things. I brought up the biological aspect that could possibly happen. You know, China owns, they bought up a ton of land throughout the United States, a ton of it. Who's to say they haven't put up communication towers in those spaces? And now this balloon's flying over to collecting information. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't trust our government. I don't trust Joe Biden, especially and the commie bastards that he's surrounded himself with. We're going to get just a couple more here, and then we're going to move on because i got other things to talk about. Is the position of the balloon classified? Uh, Phil, right now, uh, right, this what is we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand I'm being convenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public is over certainly state? has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. <laughs> that's, your, that's your answer. <laughs> to look up in the sky. The public certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and see where the Chinese balloon is at. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. I just got to get a Clint Eastwood in there, dude. What a load of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thank you, Clint. Oh, my goodness. And so much fun has been had with this. And, of course, Joe Biden doesn't care. Um, anyway, on to a little bit of weirdness section here because I'm, I'd like to move on to the next topic. The Chinese balloon is going to be there for days, apparently, so we can continue to talk about it. It'll probably still be there on Monday when I come back on the air because you know that Joe Biden and the military is not going to do a damn thing about it. They're just going to let China do whatever they want to do. So a couple of things. One, I'm reading a book, and uh, I enjoy... Uh, 
lots of different kinds of books. I, I read, I try to alternate between uh, fiction and nonfiction, back and forth, back and forth. And, and to give my chewing gum for the brain is always good. And then also just digesting information about uh, politics and, and whatnot that I'm involved in. So, but I'm re- currently reading a, uh, uh, a thriller, you know, a, a murder thriller drama type thing from one of my favorite authors. And as I'm, I'm, I'm only, I'm just shortly into the book and I'm almost ready to put it down, to be honest with you. And that this guy, this is the 32nd book of a series. It's a major crime thriller author. Okay. And why am I going to put it down? Well, because in the first two chapters, just in the first two chapters, the word mask or masks or masking or masked regarding COVID was mentioned uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, just in the first two chapters, 40 pages into the book, which includes the foreword. Hmm. Dozens of cops in and around the driveway in groups of two and three, all wearing COVID masks. Hmm. Narrow streets, put on a mask and walked back. Hood down, pants, book, sunglasses, and mask. He nodded at Virgil coming in. He was wearing a parka, jeans, boots, and a mask. Unlike them. White and burgundy necktie and masks. If you want to demonstrate that in a book, just to, when you're first introducing your characters, just to, to demonstrate that the book was written during the COVID era, that's one thing. But he went on and on and on. So I thought, well, I'm going to search the rest of the book. So, and I have, a, I, have an elect, I have a Kindle that I use on my, on my notepad. I use the Kindle app and on my tablet. And so I just searched the book for masks 56 times. So he continues to do it throughout the entire book. So this author may have just lost a fan. John Sanford, I didn't say that. Prayed, pray series. No, I didn't say that either. Anyway, unbelievable. And then, of course, there's this. This was funny. This was came out a couple of days ago. I almost played it yesterday, but I, I, I didn't. Um, now, this is a serious topic. I'm not, I'm not doing this to make fun of the topic, but I'd like you to take it into context and watch President Clinton is there uh, behind Biden and, and watch his reaction during this. Also directing the Office of Personal Management to develop recommendations to help federal employees take leave when they need, when they need to find safety from domestic violence, dating violence, sexual assault, or stalking, so-called safe leave. That matters. It matters a lot. That was kind of a take. As soon as he said sexual stalking, Clinton put his hand to his face. That's that's a total fucking that freaking, excuse me. I try not to swear on this show. I really do. Even though that's not who I am because I do swear a lot, but I, I try not to do it on this show. Um, and then one last thing in the weirdness portion of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's like never ending ammunition, these people. Check this out. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than, more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. 
More than half the women in his administration are women. What are the other half, men, saying that they're women? <laughs> I mean, come on. <sighs> and he's running the most powerful country in the world. It's interesting. Well, I don't know if it's interesting. Anyway, he talks about the economy and he gets mad. He's so mad that the press won't talk to him about the economy. They want to talk about Chinese spy balloons. They want to talk about documents classified that he supposedly had. They want to talk about his son's laptop that exposed the Biden crime family and their transgressions throughout the world and their treasonous ways against the United States. He can't understand. Why can't we just talk about the economy and how great it is? And so this is what it's all about. So I'm heading off to Philadelphia and uh, for the Super Bowl. Ask me a question about the economy, but I'm not going to answer any question about anything else because you never will cover this. I take any blame for inflation? No. Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. Mr. President, Okay, a few things on that. He brags about an economy that doesn't exist. He talks about as if it was in shambles and then he fixed it all and that it's doing so much greater than it was. But, but is it? I don't know. I mean, well, actually I do know. And you know too. Any person who can think for themselves does. I don't know if he actually believes the BS that he spews or if he actually uh, just repeats whatever he's told. So the question was, do you take any responsibility for inflation? And his response was, no, hey, look, you remember, you know, you saw the, sh you saw what condition it was in when I took office. He started getting angry, started being patronizing. That's what he does. That's what old senile people do. And then it's amplified with him because he was always an asshole anyway. 2019, inflation was 1.8%. Pretty sure that's lower than eight. 2020, Trump's last year, 1.2% inflation. I'm pretty sure that's uh, lower than where it's at today. Biden comes into office, 4.7% inflation in 2021, 2022, year over year, 8%. And right now we're just sitting around six and a half. I'm pretty sure that every single year that Biden's been in office, that inflation is higher than it was not only in the previous administration under Trump, but in the last 40 years. No, I'm not going to take responsibility for inflation, he says. The guy who once said that the buck stops with me, I'm not going to deflect things like, like the orange man did. I will take responsibility What exactly is he taking responsibility for? Being a Chinese asset? Taking tens of millions of dollars from foreign governments 
to support his family. Hmm. One more comment from his uh, uh, great speech he gave before he heads off to the Super Bowl. Inflation coming down, real races, real wages going up, but moderately going up, not going through the roof. Real wages going up. Hmm. Let's let's take a look at that. Real wages have been negative. So they're going up. Hey, don't worry. It's not negative 4% anymore. It's only negative 3.2. That means the difference between inflation, cost of goods, and, and what your, your actual wages are. Everything is upside down. This is like him saying that, well, diesel fuel is only 420 a gallon. Now it was six. Yeah, but when you took office, it was two. When you took office, a dozen eggs was a buck. Now it's four. When you took office, real wages were real wages because we didn't have 8% inflation. He likes to blame the Republicans for uh, tax breaks on the wealthy and only taxing, you know, inflation is an tax on on everybody except the wealthy because the wealthy have so much money, it doesn't affect them. It doesn't matter. Whereas inflation and high grocery prices and high fuel prices, high heating oil costs, high natural gas, high propane, high energy costs in general, they affect the working class, the poor, and the old and disabled more than anybody else. The very people you claim you want to help you piece of shit. Private industry wage and salary growth, December 2022. This is a comparison, uh, 2022 versus 2019. So pre-pandemic versus where it's at now. It's worse. Every place is worse other than the retail sector and leisure and hospitality. People doing their retail therapy and their travel therapy when they can't really afford to. Everything else is still worse and not by a little bit, by a lot than it was pre-pandemic. So don't buy their BS that they're trying to sell you a good economy, that the good old US of A is doing great, that we're building it from the bottom up and the middle out. Who's he talking about? Roseanne Barr or Oprah? That was uncalled for, man. That was fat phobia comment. Sorry about that. Not. It was a joke. Deal with it. So, hey, it's uh, Fan Mail Friday, so we're going to jump through. I haven't done this in a couple of weeks because uh, I was out for a couple of weeks with COVID. I, there was holidays before that. And, you know, I just I just kind of have it. I'm, I'm trying to get back into my groove, trying to get back into the, to the slot here. So we're going to do Fan Mail Friday. And just a few, uh, Justin Hadley had some things to say, and this was regarding, I don't know what it was regarding, but the guy is is off his rockers. Uh, obviously, he said, Fox News done made y'all dead, Republicans. KKK. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel type of Americans. I don't think he gets down off the hill too often. But anyway, and then he said to me, at least he's not a MAGA Nazi traitor Republican. Republican. I said, man, that's an incredibly articulate statement. Thanks for your participation. Here's a trophy. Bam. 
we're going to have trophy awards this year. I'm keeping track of how many trophies people get. You might end up, if you're a big enough troll, I keep the trolls around because they can be entertaining sometimes. And they definitely contribute to the, to the fan mail segment of the show. Next up, Santiago Martinez. How did they know that for sure? Plenty of people were armed in that crowd. He's talking about J6. You can spin your treasonous crap any way you want to, but doesn't change the fact she effed up and found out. So talking about January 6th and the fact that Ashley Babbitt was murdered by a police officer who was never held accountable for her. I told him, you're right, man. Hey, yeah, they, they didn't know who was carrying a gun and who wasn't. Should have just shot them all down. Should have been Tiananmen Square. Should have brought in tanks and guns and army and, and just fucking killed them all. Because you never know. Someone might have had a gun. That's what I was thinking. What I said was, you're right. Police should just kill anyone that they aren't sure about. And Facebook or whoever's censoring this video, not being literal, so knock it off. Next up. Most kids today don't seem to be very well-schooled. We're talking homeschooling here and the fact that you should pull your children out of public school if you at all have the opportunity to do so. Most kids today don't seem to be very very well-schooled in interacting with other kids, just their cell phones. Homeschooled kids are less likely to be indoctrinated in government propaganda, but there's no guarantee that they won't be indoctrinated into other forms of propaganda when they're homeschooled. Oh, and I'm like, so what? You mean like traditional family values, ethics, and American exceptionalism? I'm all for that type of propaganda. And if that's what homeschooling means, then by all means, do it. Next up, Tom Davis. Trump said Klaus Schwab was doing a fine job. Why don't you wake up and smell the bullshit, nun report? <laughs> well, you got me there. Oh, hurt my feelings. <laughs> I got to chuckle. I do smell the BS. That's why I expose it on the show daily. I'm glad that we agree. Here's a trophy for your participation. Now, I know mostly I like to mock people on my fan mail uh, segment every Friday. But I also want to point out that, and I, there, uh, fortunately and thankfully, there are far more of these than they are uh, trolls on, on, on posts and comments. These are sent usually via private message. Because, you know, we have class as, as uh, conservatives and patriots and actual courteous human beings. Anyway, here's a few that I received over the last little bit. Hey, I just want to say you have a good thing here and something we can never get too much of, the truth. Carry on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for helping wake people up was another comment that I got in my inbox. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not the solution. I'm not the answer. I'm just another wheel spinning out here, trying to get information out that you're not being shown, that people aren't being shown. One more little outlet. If I just reach a few people, man, my, you know, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Another person, I found your Apple podcast about two weeks ago, and I really like it. It's one of my go-to podcasts now. I love that. It's encouraging because sometimes 
you can get discouraged. I'm, I'm not a huge show. I'm not one of those national podcasters. I don't even have, you know, I don't even have a million followers. I've got about 20,000. And so it can get discouraging because the numbers aren't massive, but they are there and they're consistent and they're continuing to go. So when I receive information like that and feedback like that, it really does mean a lot. And I thank you, All right? Anybody who, who, who sends me messages like that or, or, or supports me in any way, thank you. It, it is appreciated. The love is felt. The love is felt. Here's the none better take of the day. You've got a Chinese balloon, possibly a second one, according to some reports. They're just floating across the United States in an administration who's owned by China that refuses to do anything about it. Old Beijing, Biden, he's just sitting there in the White House looking up, oh, I think I'll go to the Super Bowl this weekend. Maybe the balloon will do a flyby on the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be cool? It'd certainly be historic. The question is, why didn't we shoot this thing down? We have, a, admittedly, a, a foreign enemy aircraft in United States airspace, and we're just, for days, not, not just like on the skirting, skirting the outskirts of it or zooming across really quick. No, no, no. We have a foreign aircraft in United States airspace for days, just floating around. But don't worry, don't worry. The U.S. government is keeping a close eye on it. The military is keeping a, we're keeping a close eye on them spying over the entire country in our missile fields, in our military bases, in our farmland. Maybe preparing for future attacks. Who knows? doesn't matter. It'd be too dangerous to shoot it down because, you know, that thing, if it came down in the middle of Montana or Kansas or Missouri, man, it might kill a ton of people. You're telling me that with all the technology you have, that you can't take out a foreign enemy aircraft in United States airspace over the least populated area of land in the country without minimizing exposure to people or property you'd rather have the chinese <laughs> just just watch the chinese spy okay bye we'll see you next time around not to mention what does this expose the country to as far as other countries russia is watching they're going damn china just flew a balloon across the United States for days and they didn't do anything. We should do that too. We should have an international balloon fest in the United States. Just bring them all in. Bring Iran, Korea, North Korea. Bring all these people in. Come on, just bring your balloons over. We're having a festival. Make sure to bring all your surveillance equipment and cameras and and all that good stuff. But really, it is scary. I mean, the largest threat to this country is China, period. Regardless of what Beijing Biden says, all right, his family is corrupted. They are compromised and they are foreign agents. Dan Bongino has been pointing that out. I'm going to start repeating the term because he has said, repeat the term. And I agree with him. Joe Biden is a foreign agent, period. The number one enemy of the United States is China. They are not friends of ours. They're the number one threat to us economically, socially, and militarily. They've 
invaded this country with their, their, their balloon now, the massive land grab. They're buying up thousands of acres in the United States, a lot of it close to military bases. They're hoarding natural resources, including what we need for all the electric batteries that Biden wants to build for his green energy economy. It's all dependent on China. A lot of the windmill parts, wind turbine parts come from China with slave labor. They've embedded tens of thousands of grad students into American corporations to steal our proprietary information and take it back to China. We are at war right now. We are compromised. We have been invaded by China. And it's time to put a stop to it. Shoot down the missiles. Ban all land purchases of any Chinese-related corporation or company and expel every single grad student that's in the United States. This has been the Nun Report. I'm Dan Nunn. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on renegaderadio.com or a podcast channel, because the podcasts are starting to pick up pretty big people like to listen in their cars and that sort of thing, I get it. If you've just been there, hey, check out my videos. They're on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. It's all right there in big, bold letters and links. You can just go anywhere you want. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.